You're listening to Podfabula Productions, a mashup of fiction, nonfiction, ideas, and commentary, created and narrated by your author host, Victor Aquista. Today's episode, Sentient, a sci-fi book excerpt. Hey everyone, welcome back and thanks for listening. One of the benefits of creating this podcast series is the opportunity to profile some of my own writing. But what I'm hoping to do is profile many different authors by reading a sample of their work, such as a short story or book excerpt. This gives you, the listener, a chance to get exposed to new authors. If you like what you hear, you might want to explore that particular author in more detail. What better way to showcase an author than to read a sample of their work? With that in mind, I'm showcasing my own book, Sentient. Sentient is an epic tale of humanity's defeat and resurgence, spanning 168,000 years of struggle and weaving together three intersecting storylines. This is a story about two highly advanced telepathic species. One is organized to share thoughts collectively as a way to contribute individual gifts and abilities into the collective consciousness of the entire race. That species lives in peace and harmony. The other is a clan-based society, highly competitive, that uses telepathy to gain advantage. Rise to be the strongest member of your clan and fight for your clan to be the strongest among competing clans and for your entire planet to be the supreme sentient race in the galaxy. When these two species meet, it's a clash between individual versus collective ideologies. The result is virtual genocide of the peaceful race. However, they do manage to establish a hidden colony. Over 168,000 years, that colony has managed to remain hidden because they genetically engineered a block to the emergence of telepathy. That decision, however, led to unanticipated consequences. Meanwhile, Trox, the alien species that has effectively conquered the galaxy, has degraded as a result of infighting. When you've conquered all the other sentient species and your entire existence is predicated upon being the best, you become your own worst enemy. However, the discovery of the lost colony breathes new life into this warrior species in decline. When the two races meet again, who will prevail? You'll have to read the book to find out. But here's the opening chapter. Aiden. It was, Jarton reflected, primarily a ceremonial position. He sighed. Until recently, his major responsibility had been to preside at celebrations. Nothing in their history, nothing from their past could have prepared them for this onslaught. As a people, their only knowledge of intentional killing came from the primitives on worlds like Selaw Six and Tandridge. On those worlds, they used all manner of weapons to fight among themselves. No, he reasoned. It wasn't a matter of not being prepared. We simply had no notion of what to prepare for. We have done our best. Chief Minister! He sensed Kalissa approaching his chamber, linked to her thoughts and to her unease. They have penetrated into the sanctuary. Jardin stood, gazing at the well-manicured gardens, the scholar's enclave in the distance, the radio meditation paths joining at the central cascading fountain of the three moons, the soft red of midday gently colored Astar's shrine. Yes, Kalissa, I see their progress. Come, join me. The Hymera, 
so inauspicious yet so sweetly fragrant, gifted their delicate blossoms to the gentle breeze. He watched as they danced and spiraled downward, carpeting the shrine archway with their petals and white fragrance. In this final moment of tranquility, he sighed and whispered aloud, at least they will survive. Death or slavery? He pondered these choices, then chastised himself over such a foolish inquiry. All that really mattered was to shield knowledge of the colony. With disciplined effort, he forced himself to bury the memories of their hasty planning into the deepest recess of his mind. Defeat by the mind warriors of Trox was a certainty, yet defeat could not describe such annihilation. If Aiden is to survive, it can only be on new Aiden. These thoughts became shadows, dispelled by light, and Jartan awoke from his trance, still and resolute. He glanced at the obelisk on his desk, appreciating the delicate carvings and fluid lines that shaped it to its top, the pointed star of Silos. Emissaries had gifted it to the last chief minister, who had left it among the sparse furnishings in the minister's chambers. Calissa entered. A strange look of fear and sadness colored her features. As Aidan crumbled, the look had become all too familiar. They both knew what to expect. Jardin tried to comfort her. Soon, Astar shall greet us. The image erupted in his mind a moment before the Troxen entered. The warrior stood before him, shorter than most Adonites and physically broader with a prominent forehead, but those were hardly the most striking features. Jartan sensed his mind. Its order and discipline was nothing less than astounding. A series of concentric arrays, complex yet simple, with a precision that was both alien and beautiful. He tried to probe further, but the invader's mind shield was impenetrable. This one wore a yellow sash. A hand blade dangled from his belt. You are leader of this world. It was a statement, not a question, telepathically projected into his mind. Yield to Scarlect, soldier to the Supreme Council of Trox. I am Jartan, Chief Minister of Aden. You are defeated. Scarlect glanced at Calissa, and Jartan staggered backward, buffeted by the burst of the alien's mental force. He tried to link with Calissa, but raw fear blocked her mind. Helpless, Jardin watched as blood began to stream from her nose. As she collapsed, he whispered, Astar welcomes you, and prepared his shield. He would use his most distant memories. They were deepest in his mind, from his before time, during his giraffe. It was purely defensive. But this assault upon the chief minister's mind was different, not a wave of mental force, so much as a sharp piercing. It was as though pieces of his mind were being searched one by one. He stood frozen, powerless to stop this total violation. He focused on his mother, remembering how patient and forgiving she had been. Irath will come, my son. How often she had to remind him. He smiled, recalling her gentle reassurance, and allowed a tendril of thought to touch the warrior's mind. Through it he felt another world, another civilization, whose only intent at this moment was his subjugation. Dimly, he became aware of slices of his own mind falling away. 
The Troxen's eyes bulged slightly with concentration. This one is strong. When Wrath finally came, it was his mother's mind that he first blinked to. The first bonding was always the strongest. Jardin recalled the pure joy and wonder of his awakening, as when light first enters darkness. Always when he linked to mother, he felt her strength and protection. Aimlessly floating in this happy memory, no fear blocked his mind and his shield held. As he recalled his mother's gentle features, her softly knowing brown eyes, he sensed the trickle of blood rolling down his upper lip. Skalect smiled broadly, nostrils flaring over clenched teeth. How has this knowledge been protected? There will be more to defeat. My rank shall advance. As the Troxen's thoughts penetrated Jardin's head, very calmly, the chief minister picked up the obelisk. Shifting his awareness, he noted the blood smell somehow intensified the sweetness of the Hymera. Curious, he thought. As a smile began to blossom on the chief minister's face, he stared directly at the warrior, then slid the star of Silos into his own eye. He blocked the pain as blackness enveloped him. Skalek grunted. He had not anticipated this. The Adnite leader had committed Janfir. Ska will inform the council of defeat by Janfir. Ska will share new knowledge of an Adnite colony. The council will augment my honor. Clan Lect will gain. Viewing the chief minister's body, his nostrils quivered. Not long before Ska sits on sub-council. He looked at Jartan with the respect due a worthy opponent. Then, almost as an afterthought, he decided to complete the Janfir ceremony. Unsheathing his Jan, he pressed the blade across his wide forehead and spoke the closing. I honor you as one who fought well. Only the superior prevail. Aten, etin, ayast. Some quick author notes, since you listeners don't have the helpful glossary at the back of the book. Words of Trox that are in this excerpt. Aten etin ayast means I am the superior mind or I have the superior mind. Jan is a blade usually attached to a Koresh and used exclusively during a mind duel. A Koresh, by the way, is a colored sash unique to each of the seven clans of Trox and worn as a means of identification. Jan Fear is a ceremonial suicide committed by the defeated following a mind duel. To commit Jan Fear is a sign of honor by the defeated. Words of Aiden in this excerpt. Irath, awakening of telepathic consciousness that allows sharing and communicating telepathically with the collective consciousness. Typically, this occurs during puberty. Jirath, the time before awakening of shared consciousness, or an individual whose telepathic ability has not yet emerged. Hymera, a small flower known for its fragrant white blossoms. Astar, consciousness expressed as male energy. It does kind of pump me up to read you that opening. It's my debut novel, and it's like the bond of attachment you feel towards your firstborn child. For anyone whose interest has been picked, the novel has 30 reviews on Amazon, 
with an average rating of 4.9 over 5. The San Francisco Book Review gave Sentient its highest rating of 5 stars, commenting, Simply out of this world, Sentient by Dr. Victor Aquista is a marvelous work of science fiction at the highest level. Sentient was a delight from the first sentence, gripping you all the way to the surprise ending. I'll share a handful of other reviewers' comments as a means of shameless self-promotion. Fantastic! Can't say enough good things about this book. Dr. Aquista delivers a captivating story with such vivid description, a mind-expanding exercise I wouldn't hesitate to recommend to any avid reader. Intricate alien worlds, advanced tech, and a medical mystery, it's all here. The smooth, smart writing carries the reader through some engaging and complex ideas about human consciousness. Plus, there is a kick-ass ending. Dr. Aquista takes the reader on an exciting and imaginative journey. His skillful and creative writing makes for a very enjoyable read. Hard to put down once you get started. Highly recommended to anyone. It is incredibly written with some of the most interesting and compelling characters I've read in a long time, and it's obvious the author is mad brilliant. A good story with an original plot, great world building, with some really unique ideas and a surreal, philosophical approach to the story and interesting characters. Sentient is a superb debut, a rollicking sci-fi saga that combines action and philosophy, visionary ideas, and prescient social critique. This is a work to be savored. Enough said. While I hope you decide to read the book, I hope you also enjoyed today's episode. This format is similar to how I want to introduce you to the writing of some talented fellow authors. I'll be mixing it up across several genres. Until next time.